This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. And we're also brought to you by our own tailor-made Stealth 2 driver giveaway. Head over to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash driver to enter today before the big drawing on April 8th. And Baseball Money is Fake, our fantasy baseball podcast. Join Blake and Ryan three times a week to get all their player breakdowns. It's statistical data you need to dominate. All right, DJs, welcome back. It's my favorite show of the year. It's Masters Week. It's a betting show. It's me, God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer, and our favorite guest, Pamela Maldonado. How are you, Pamela? I'm good, but I'm noticing on the tweet that you put the wrong Twitter handle. So some person is going to end up getting well, some. Our producer is fired. Yeah. So he's, that, uh, that, that's the eighth time I fake fired our producer for something yeah. like that. So. <laughs> he, fucked up. He, messed, he messed up BK's handle too, didn't he? Yes, oh did. my God. How, Brooks Kepka. How do you mess up Brooks Kepka? Let's go. <laughs> well, speaking of Brooks Kepka, uh, we got all the live guys back at the masters. I think that's probably, I think the most, you know, there's a lot of things to be excited about for the masters. I think this is actually the most excited I, I have for this year's master. Just seeing all these live guys coming back and playing these PGA tour guys. So let's why we get, you know, your opinion, Pamela. Uh, you know, we got a lot of guys like Cam Smith, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, a lot of success at the masters. You know, they haven't really played a whole lot of golf so far this winter. Do you think they have a shot here to actually compete for the win or a top five? Or are you just kind of writing them off this week? Will the live players win? No. <laughs> and if they do, hey, then I will like own it and be like, I was wrong. But I just don't see it happening. The live guys have been playing a different play- format for the last few months. There's only been three or four events total. Um, so it's really lax daisy. There's only 50 players in the field. And you're talking about like easier, I was, what I think are easier courses. I look some of these up and they just don't really look like they offer a lot. So, I mean, these guys have been chilling. <laughs> so <laughs> they're coming into this kind of like with a lot of time off, playing against players who are coming into this with a lot of rhythm coming into this having played six seven eight tournaments um their ball striking is there and could they contend sure maybe a top 20 top 10 there is only one guy that i'm interested for backing as a live player if i were to back any of them but as far as them winning the masters i would be shocked brooks kepka definitely not that guy (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm i'm with you i'd be shocked i think there's probably some spots uh where you can play them uh from uh not necessarily matchups and targeting those guys in matchups but for placements anyway um, yeah, well, Brooks Kepka, like his odds right now, I would actually look for him to probably miss the cut. And that's just like super kind of out, out there because he just came off a win last week playing on the live tour, um, in Orlando, but that was his first time. If all we have for the live, as far as like strokes gain data is strokes gain total. And that was his first time that he's gained strokes total in his last, like few starts, but he is just somebody that's not really impressed me over the last 12, 16 months. I mean, he has three yeah. missed cuts, zero top 25 finishes in his last six events that are similar in strength of field as to what we're going to see in the Masters. You're talking yes. about the best of the best, the Colin Morikawas, the Victor Hovlins, some of the best players. And like I said, they're coming into this, what I would consider a bit rusty. I actually really do like Rick's kept uh, kept to probably miss the cut. Wow. Yeah. What, what did you see a number on that? I do not. I haven't looked at that yet. Yeah, so I, I I was looking for some guys to do the miscut, and I couldn't find Brooks. He was on there. I got I got I I just have a single one. He's a live guy. I think that's probably something that the books would probably be smart enough to keep off because wouldn't it be enticing yeah. to a lot of the betters to fade the live guys? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they're, they're out there. I got the, so I'll just say what I got Phil to miss the cut at plus one thirty five. Okay, he sucked when he sucked when he was on the PGA tour. He can't do anything over on live. 
again, I, I, I love that bet. Phil to miss the cut plus 135. Doesn't uh, even care. Yeah, there you go. I, I've seen a couple of props too of like how many live guys will actually make the cut. I think it started out at 10 and a half for the week. It's down to nine and a half. So I think the perception is right. Guys are definitely fading uh, all the live guys. But uh, who people are not fading this week is Rory, Rom, and Sheffer. We have a new big three basically in golf. All these three guys just feel like they're unbeatable. So Pamela, do you feel like it's just inevitable these guys are going to win? Or do you think there might be some stumbling blocks for any of these three this week? I mean, Scheffler and Rory, they're number one and number two. And there's a reason why they're on my betting card. They are the best of the best. They're the number one and number two ball strikers. They both have the exact same problem coming into the Masters. They are typically good putters. They can't putt for anything to save their lives. But if you find these players, I mean, at least Scheffler is kind of relatively staying neutral with his flat stick. But it's Rory that's kind of like hemorrhaging. He just cannot put it together. But if either one of these players ends up gaining two strokes with their with a putter they're winning this tournament you have the best ball striker they are both stellar around the green which is going to come into play because of how far how much longer this course is weather is going to be a concern so that you're going to be missing you're going to be missing the greens a lot you're not going to be hitting pin high and you, you need to be able to navigate the greens get up and down um they're a bit undulated and you're going to have different weather conditions each four of the days that we're going to be seeing. So, and who do I trust in a, on a day four more often than not, this is a major It's the same thing when, as it comes to tennis, when it comes to majors, big time tournaments, I am trusting the guys with like really strong minds. That's Rory. That's Shuffler. So, well, Rory hasn't won a major in 10 years. Yeah. That would be the only thing that I would say. I don't trust Rory on Sundays at majors, but in his last four major finishes, he has a second place, an eighth place, a fifth, and a third. So I trust him definitely to finish inside the top 10. And we yeah. saw it last year. We yeah. were talking about it pre the podcast. He kind of yeah. backdoored his way into a top 10 yeah. because he does, maybe he doesn't get the win, but he's going to sure as heck give it everything he's got. And then, like, I don't know, there's like something mentally in his brain clicks, body, mind, soul connects. There you go, top 10. So, I mean, my favorite bet for Rory would probably be a top 10 finish. It's not the best odds. Um, you can get anywhere between like even money or minus up to 120. But I mean, his odds to win outright are seven to one. That's awful. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I for a top 10 finish, I trust him to do that. Yeah, yeah. De- definitely. I mean, it seems like, I, I mean, I saw some pricing worse than minus 110, minus 120. I saw on a couple of books like minus 140 on uh, Scheffler and Rory. It definitely seems like the books maybe want to protect themselves. There have been times at some majors or some other big events where they've hung like plus 100, plus 110 of these guys. And I know Capra and I have both uh, uh, football bet those times. Uh, yeah. Definitely not this time. They're looking to protect themselves with a little bit of juice and, uh, uh, you know, We'll see what happens. So while well, I take well, our first here's break. How I would, well, okay. Oh, go ahead, oh, no, go I'm, ahead. I'm sorry. No, continue. Here's how I would bet Rory, because this is how I always bet Rory, is first round leader. And if he doesn't hit that, but he's kind of like close, second round leader. Or if he's completely way off, take him on the live line because you're going to get better than 701. Yeah. No, I, I definitely subscribe to that. Yeah. I, I, I've been getting in the habit of, of, Taking the the three short guys that I can't stomach betting uh, with the short number for the outrights. At least get them on, get them on, get them on the first round leader at least. <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, so yeah. But I, I definitely subscribe to that. The second round leader one, uh, only some books offer that, which is annoying. Uh, I always look for that. But Steve mm-hmm. Steve gets bets like that in all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all the legal books at state uh, side uh, offer that. Not uh, you know uh, 
you know, the shady ones you deal with, unfortunately. What do you want me to do? I live in a state where it's not legal. I got to deal with veto. You know, you can move. Um, well, I'm not <laughs> moving from Florida. No state income tax. I just bought an overpriced house. Um, <laughs> the, um, all right. Well, listen, we were brought to you guys by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is a great place to get down on fantasy and play a props all year long. Underdog Fantasy has your favorite NBA, NHL, and MLB daily games. Plus, they're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 season. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right. Why don't we get right to the good stuff at the top of the show? So, Pamela, uh, who'd you go outright this week? Did you end up taking one of the big guys up top, or did you maybe kind of spread it uh, across a couple other guys uh, down below? The way that I disperse my content, I usually pick about five to six guys every single week. I do one video format where, like, I have confidence in these guys. These are my the best of the three. And then the ones that I have for written are, I also like them. I feel better about them for a top 20 or a top 10. Um, but I also think that they have the ability to win outright. So the three guys that I'm absolutely loving this week are Rory McIlroy. I have to go with him. And it has nothing to do with he's chasing the career grand slam, that he hasn't won a major, all of that. None of that is, like, relevant to me. We're talking about weather conditions. If you look at the, if you look at AccuWeather, any weather site right now, it is going to be downpour on Thursday. There's going to be storms. There's going to be wind. I need somebody who's going to be a long ball hitter off the tee, and that is Rory McIlroy. He was absolutely blasting it during match play. That is going to largely come into play and be a benefit to against the rest of the field. Um, he finished runner up here last year. What's also good about that is that he had a final round 64. That was tied for the lowest round score in Masters history. He is playing some really good. What's great about Rory, his ball striking is always there. And as mentioned, it's his putting. He just needs to find his putter. And because the weather conditions, at least on the first two days, are going to be like wet and soggy, your iron play is going to be so beneficial because that's going to allow you to hit directly at the pins. Soft, you're not going to be rolling off the off the greens. Like, hit it at the pin. You're going to be able to knock in some birdies. And if anybody, oh, I'm, I'm so excited for Rory. I don't know. <laughs> this is like the most excited I've been for McElroy. I really think that he's going to win. And I know that everybody is like super high on Shuffler. You kind of by default have to have him on your card. But I, I love Rory over Shuffler this week. Um, not saying that that's a head-to-head matchup. But if there is between the two, if I had to pick one, I'm going to go with Rory. It does feel like that's the. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean oh, to cut you off there. Uh, it, it does feel like that Rory winning would be the fairy tale ending, especially with all the live guys coming in. Uh, it would be nice, I think, for the PJ Tour if you maybe had a couple of live guys uh, trying to battle it out with him, and then he prevails. I mean, look, like you know, you've been saying, you know, the putter's been been pretty bad lately. He did end up making that switch at match play. And actually, Data Golf uh, estimated some strokes gained something. He actually did very well putting that week. So yeah. maybe he actually found something with that putter. And obviously, like, you know, putting is just so variable. I mean, you're right, though. That ball striking is so good, and you're going to need to be really long at this place. Uh, Rory has a good track record of doing very well on long, soft golf courses that feature some mm-hmm. rain. You know, we got uh, TBC uh, Potomac last year. He finished fourth. Uh, his PJ Championship at Valhalla, he won that. That rained a lot that week, too. I think that's a really good call. I mean, seven to one's a little rich for my blood, but let's say if you want to go up there, you know, spend that money, you know, I, I can't hate on that bet. Yeah. As much but as to yours. That point, to yeah. that point, that was his first time putting. That was his first time. If the estimates were correct, that he gained yeah. about two strokes putting at match play that the last time that he gained as many, if not more was when he won the hero, the hero Dubai desert classic. Wow. So it comes with a win. And if you look yeah. at other bent grass surfaces, he won the RBC Canadian <sighs> Open. He won the CJ Cup at the Summit back in 2021. 
this is a surface for him. This is his best putting surface. And I feel like he's coming into this. I don't know. You don't have the DJs. You don't have the Cam Smiths. They're playing there, but are they really relevant? So to me, it's kind of like still you have such an edge up against a lot of most everyone in the field. Take, oh, yeah, I love Rory. Yeah. As, so excited as you are about Rory, like he's like my nightmare. Like I've literally been <laughs> losing sleep over whether I'm going to, whether I'm actually going to have to bet him or not. Uh, he's like I told you off the air, I was, I was dead set on playing Rom. Um, and then the forces uh, of nature uh, are going to make me back off of that bet. And so I don't think Scotty can repeat. Uh, I think he lost a little bit with his putter uh, mm-hmm. on match play after he gained it back the week before. I mean, he, I think, I think he, that last putt he made a TPC when he went from a negative to like neutral or just over neutral. And then watching him miss some of those bunny putts at match play. I was like, Ooh, a little, a little, a little crack in the armor. Like, come on. Like, maybe, yeah, maybe he's, maybe he's going to lose his putter. Again, because that's the only reason he stopped winning last year is he lost his putter. And so, and exactly. Rory at match, and Rory at match play with that driver. Uh, I mean, I texted uh, Steve and Andy. I was like, dude, this thing's going to be a problem. Like, this driver is an so absolute good. fucking weapon. Um, I don't know if I can get there. I, listen, I'm a coward. I haven't even bet yet because I'm just mentally torturing myself on whether I'm going to bet Rory or not. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm just so scared that he's going to win because I don't want him to win. But I, I have this terrible, I have this terrible feeling that he's gonna, it's gonna be the fairy tale ending, and he's gonna win on Monday finish probably, but he'll still win. The conditions suit him, his style. Oh, his, absolutely. His strengths, which is yep. just absolute vomit, and yep. the best iron player. He's so good. He's so good. Yeah. it's it's ready. This if it wasn't raining, I would probably be more inclined to pick Scotty, but because of the conditions on Thursday Friday. It makes me love Rory even more. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I think I agree with that. All right. So you got Rory uh, out on your card. Do you have anybody else uh, you've been out right this week? So I'm just going to list off all of my guys and <laughs> like briefly <laughs> touch up on them because I'm yep. betting all six guys to win outright. Um, why not? So Jason Day, if he didn't, he had the opportunity last week at match play to defeat Scotty. And that was, oh, I was hoping that he did. And then he just like lost it. three strokes up against him and then gave it away. Um, but I've been excited about Jason Day for pretty much all of 2023. He is right there behind Rahm and Shuffler as far as ball striking. And if you combine that with, he is the best short game player in the field. I'm talking about these players who, if you're not going to miss the green, if you're going to miss the green, who am I going to trust to get up and down? That is Jason day. That is his ability. That is his strength. He's one of the best putters. He's really great around the green. He has four top 10 finishes this year. He does have back-to-back miscuts here at the masters. However, this is also some of the best golf that we have seen from Jason day. So I've been high on him for weeks, every news thing, every radio spot that I do and guest podcasts and everything since like February, I've been saying, I'm going to bet Jason day. I took him back then like in, uh, I don't know, like late February. I'm excited for Jason yep. day. And then Jordan Spieth. How do we not include Jordan Spieth into this? Um, I don't love his top 20 odds. And so I don't like his top 10 odds either. Plus 170 for a top 10 is kind of like, "Eh, it's not enough value, but it's minus 150 for a top 20. But the thing about Spieth is that his stats are kind of all over the place. Um, Not really consistent and not really strong. Yet he still has some of these like really strong finishes. So T3 at the Valspar, T4 at the Arnold Palmer, T6 at the Phoenix Open. We know that bent grass is his best putting surface. And of course he has done really well at the masters before. So he's just always kind of like every week could be speed week. If he just like, (laughs) and that how you have uh, FOMO of like betting Rory. I kind of have FOMO with like betting speed. If I don't, he's going to end up winning. So I'm like, I have to add him to the guard. And then one player that I'm like really excited for um, also 
I shouldn't say excited for because nobody likes to watch him play is Patrick Cantley. <laughs> he is like the worst player to watch. If you're a spectator, his top 20 odds are fair to win 16 to one, but he's fourth in the field for ball striking. All of these guys that I am mentioning all can hit long off the tee. So all of them are going to be good options for a Thursday round for a Friday round, but he is uh Patrick Cantley is a little bit more volatile when it comes to his short game. And I wanted a backup player. Of course, that is great with their short game. However, he seems to have like really like turned things around as of late. And I'm talking about super recent sample size when he does find his, his way around the green, he took solo third at the Genesis. He finished ninth in match play. Bench grass is his best surface. He has gained strokes on all three of the last three bent grass tournaments that he has played and those events where he finished T three, Oh, he won. And then he took a T two. So the ability is there. And I feel like nobody's really talking about him because he's not like this exciting player. He's not boisterous. He's really like, you wouldn't even know he was in a room if you didn't, <laughs> if you weren't like specifically <laughs> looking for him. Um, and then of course I already mentioned Rory and then Scotty and then Tony Finau. I'm, I was really hesitant to put Finau in my card just because like he don't win. You see how he does on on day four. I'm talking about players who have like day four capability and I'm not sure that that's him, even though he did get the monkey off his bat and he ended up getting a win. Um, But it's just like, do I I trust him in a field this strong? And he is playing well as of late. Um, As far as with his iron play, he's a good ball striker, but his his around the green is kind of like a little bit wonky, but he can also putt really well. And so I think it's just, and he's a long ball hitter. So it's just kind of like, you kind of have to plug him in. (laughs) He's done really well on this type of surface in these type of conditions. And I think just because he... (laughs) is one of the better iron players, top five, top 10. Like I have to kind of like trust that he has the ability to at least put himself into contention on day four. So I would probably back him rather for a top 10 than an outright. Um, but his odds 20 to one is telling you that he's one of the players less likely to end up coming out with the win. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I share a couple of those uh, with you. I'll expand a little bit more on that, but I agree with a lot of your points and certain players that we both share on the outright card. So uh, while we take another quick break, and then we'll go over who I bet outright, and then maybe we'll try and bully Capper into finally getting his outright bets. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so, yeah, listen, uh, we're giving away a stealth uh, two tailor-made driver. The contest is completely free to enter. And all you're going to do is uh, go to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash driver. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com slash driver. Um, and we'll do the draw on Sunday. So uh, watch the Masters win a uh, cash and outright and uh, maybe win a, win a driver. That's it, man. There you go. All right. So why don't we start first with the ones that Pamela we share? So uh, all right. So I also bet Patrick Cantley, and I also felt kind of gross about this too because everybody wants to rip on his major record. Maybe he's kind of soft. Uh, you know, I think about where he's won. Hasn't really been a whole lot of too difficult tracks. Um, but I just like. I kind of agree with you. I just like what I'm seeing on paper and the profile for this place. Um, you know, you're right about around the green. His averages kind of don't look all that great, but he's had really spike weeks around the green and mix it with a couple mm-hmm. clunkers there. So I know he's capable of having really good performances around the green. That is a strong suit to him. He's a really good long iron player. Uh, he's added length off the tee. I also heard him on no laying up this week. He was talking about the golf course. Uh, they also challenged him about his major record and he actually had a pretty good response to it. Uh, you know, he just said, I'm just going to go keep doing my thing. Um, you know, eventually I'm going to have success. It's not going to be like this forever. 
So I kind of liked his relaxed attitude about it. I think he knows that he you know needs to start stepping up a little bit. I think he's prepared to do that at this Masters. Uh, I got him at 22 to 1. I like that too. And then I also took Tony Fino. Again, kind of felt a little gross about it because everything is kind of on pay- Like I, there a lot of things I like about him. You know, really long, good long iron player. Uh, you know, he has finally won a couple of terms. I mean, they've been kind of, you know, BS. Uh, right. He hasn't really paid, it, paid anybody. My concern with him, though, around the green, he's kind of been slipping a little bit. Um, you know, but I, I'm just going to apologize for him. I think it's because he was in Florida. Maybe he's just not used to, you know, going on the overseas with Bermuda there. You know, get him on ryegrass. It'll be, it won't be that overseas with like the actual Bermuda coming up. This will actually be ryegrass seed. The Bermuda is not going to be anywhere near. They have that money to kill that stuff at, at Augusta National. So he'll be chill, comfortable chipping at this place. I know he can do it there. Uh, I got him 28 to one before he kind of went down uh, to like, you know, 25, 22 range. So uh, I went there. And then I had two other guys. Uh, one guy is who I bet, you know, right at the beginning of the week, I revealed this on uh, the Sunday show, Xander Shoffley, 29 to one, before he got bet down to about 20 to one, 22 to one, 25 to one, even. Uh, I still like him at that price. So where he, uh, my concern with him is, is, has been around off the tee. He's been really struggling the last three tournaments, but I looked at his match with Rory and he drove it so well. He was actually so driving good. it past Rory. I just thought, and he, I actually saw an ESPN interview where he was actually using match play to figure out the driver. So mm-hmm. I kind of wrote him off before the tournament saying, well, he's not really here to win. Um, but the fact that he actually figured the driver out with Rory in that final match and everything else just looks outstanding with him with the iron play around the green, really a bank grass putter, great record at the masters. Uh, I really like, that was what I needed in order to bet him outright. So uh, 29 to one on him. And then, you know what? This is kind of reckless to include another guy under 30 to one, but listen, I'm treating my betting card. Like I'm going to Disney world. Uh, cash is just an object this week. I don't really care about it. I just want good sweats. We'll see what happens. So it was down to Morikawa speed and JT for me with my final selection. We played that elimination game uh, on the Sunday show. JT surprisingly survived all that, even though he's been kind of meh this year. Uh, speed obviously survived and Morikawa didn't, but it was barely Uh I ended up eliminating Spieth. I think it's just because uh, our producer has been talking about this thing with Easter and Jordan Spieth for the last three tournaments. Or, you know, he's won on Easter Sunday. The fact that he's been talking about it so much, I just feel like that's not going to happen at this point. So that's out. (laughs) (laughs) So then it became down to Morikawa and JT. And I just feel like even though Morikawa, he's so good with his long irons, like he's gone to golf courses where, you know, with how short he hits, he should be a disadvantage, but Tory Pines got two top five finishes there. You got to hit your long irons really good. Mm-hmm. He's so good with those long irons. But at the end of the day, I couldn't think of a rainy long golf course that he's actually won at. Like he's won a concession. That was really calm. The nine uh, were hitting mm-hmm. fairways or a premium. Same thing at Murfield village. You got to hit fairways there. Uh, you know, got a you know, combination of length and accuracy. Uh, the Royal, when he won the open championship, that was really benign. Uh, he won over in Dubai. That's dome golf there. So uh, mm-hmm. I think he can play well. I don't think he's actually going to win. Uh, I will, he will be appear on my betting card somewhere else. So I have closed my eyes and going with JT at 25 to one. What Ugh. was straight? I know it was kind of <laughs> gross. I, I, Something is off with his odds. I thought they were going to drift closer to 30 and they haven't really moved. And in fact, I've seen books where he's actually been bet down to low twenties. So something is up. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I heard today that he might be going through a hip injury. That's not ideal, mm-hmm. but 
We last saw him at Valspar. He kind of mixed things up where he didn't play match play. So he's had a couple of weeks to kind of maybe get healthy, maybe actually do proper prep for, for Augusta. And I don't think it's actually been as bad as what people think. The iron play has still been okay. Uh, he hasn't been quite as good with his long irons, but it's mostly to a couple clunkers at the beginning of the year. More recently, he's been okay. Around the green, though, he has been so good. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of what Hideki Hamatsuyama was doing a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, like the irons are trending around the green was trending, but the putter was nowhere there. You know, maybe the fact he's got bones on the bag, maybe that can help him putt a little bit at this place. And there is pressure. I don't think we've been saying that though. That yeah, bones, I, I, I having bones as a caddy. I feel like we've been saying that for like a year. Yeah, <laughs> it just I, hasn't really added up to anything. hundred percent. That's well, I had him, I had him last year for this. I literally the same exact reasons that you're spitting out now, except the fact okay. that I couldn't fucking putt. Well, okay. well, one final, <laughs> one final point on this. There have been plenty of examples the last decade of guys who have been awful putting coming in and still won the Masters. Bubba Watson was 148th right. in strokes in putting coming in. He won in 2012. Sergio Garcia was 193rd in putting. He won. Hideki was 166. And he had winning. And you know what? Honestly, I think the only real bad performance lately has been that Players Championship. Otherwise, he did really well putting at Genesis. Mm-hmm. He's kind of only lost a little bit at Bay Hill. So you know what? Maybe it hasn't been quite as bad this year. Maybe he can sneak up on some guys. Maybe he's cleaned up with some stuff over the last couple of weeks. You know, he's kind of in that zone too, where guys, you know, more recently have won, you know, won their masters like Hideki, DJ, they won their 10th start. This is his eighth start. You know, I, I, I think the fact that no one's really on JT, I kind of just landed on him just as a hunch. So that's my fourth outright. So we'll see what happens. Well, to your point, I do right, want so to guys. add some points to your thing. You had Patrick Cantley, and you were talking about how he doesn't really do good in these big field events. 100% agree. That was also a concern of mine. But if you actually look at his record, he's maybe turning the leaf on that because in his top two um, majors, he has top 15 finishes. Mm-hmm. Where previously, he was like not even like relevant in the top 25. So he is improving. And I do love his what you said about his mentality that it was very chill and laid back. And you know what? I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. It's coming around. And just when you least expect it, boom, <laughs> that's what exactly. it ends up happening. And then for Tony Finau, um, you're talking about how his around the green game is a little bit wonky. I That was also shared by sentiment. But if you look at surfaces that are similar to what we're going to see here at Augusta, yeah. he has actually, around the green, gained strokes in like seven of his last eight events on bent grass mm-hmm. where it becomes. So he the ability is there. And yeah. I do like your point that I didn't think of, that these tournaments where he is losing strokes around the green, yeah, it's in Florida. Who does well in Florida? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I also think, I think the Cantley, like, in majors, I think that actually is overblown. I was more talking about the sentiment with everybody else. I mean, he has had good finishes, like, in the top 10 to St. Andrews. He contended here at the Masters a couple of years ago. A bunch of top 15 finishes. You know, that's just the general perception on him. is just that, like, oh, in a major, just write him off. Um, you know, we'll see. As far as, like, his actual wins, besides Murfield Village, I'm not really seeing, like, one where it's, like, all right, like, you know, one of these major caliber type like scoring events. But I think the fact is this major record definitely is better than what people think. So uh, I, we definitely are on the same page there. So Capper, did we get you to, you know, sway in any one direction with your, uh, the outrights this week? Definitely not that bum can't lay. No, 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 no chance. No chance. On can't lay. No fucking I know. So I don't know. So I, I was, already, so here's who I had penciled down. Right. So the problem is I can't bet Rory. If I want to bet speed, and Xander. I mean, I guess I could, but then I'm just eliminating 
I'm going to have to do the math on it. But I wanted to bet Spieth and Xander. Spieth for not the stupid fucking Easter reason because he's striking the ball really well. <laughs> he just can't putt. And he and he likes and he likes to putt at Augusta. And he fits so many trends. He should have, what, at least two, if not three green jackets. Like, I don't know. He's another one that I worry about when he goes back to, was it 12? And he sees his soul there uh, that it might might mess him up. Um, and then Xander, for all the reasons you said, man, like I love Xander. I, I, Xander should have, I mean, really, like, Real close to winning uh, the year Decky won, man. Like he, and then he looked real good at the match play, like you said. Like I was very impressed uh, with how he played at the match play. And then if, if it's going to be bad weather, why aren't we talking about my boy, the fat man, Shane Lowry? I mean, he won the Open in bad. It, I, listen, I know I was just talking about guys who couldn't putt and he can't butt worth lick right now. But if it's bad weather, he's good long iron player. I mean, at bad weather, I think Lowry. Yeah, he is. Well, also think about bad weather. We're only going to have bad weather in the first two days. So is he going to be, maybe he makes better for like a head-to-head matchup for individual rounds. But then who's going to close out on Saturday and Sunday when there is no rain and now it's cold? Did the forecast change? Because Saturday was supposed to be an absolute shit show. Thursday and what I saw was Thursday and Friday was the rain and the storms. And Saturday, it just cools off with no rain on Sunday, Hmm. Saturday or Sunday. I saw Yes, because everywhere, everywhere that I was looking out, we can we look after it was like it's gonna be like fifty and raining on on Saturday, and Thursday was supposed to be a decent day. Yeah, so we'll see about that. All right, so your yeah, your doesn't matter. Your your point about Shane Lowry. So over the long term, yes, he's been a good long iron player. Yeah. He's actually one of the worst long iron players in this field this year. Uh, I got him uh, close to dead last uh, actually with his long iron. No way. Year. Yeah, this year. How many rounds? Uh, probably like twenty five, thirty. Just short term I mean, stuff. This is stuff he's struggling with right now. Right so, now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that, rain and a ra- Thursday, Friday, Saturday. <laughs> no rain yeah. Sunday. I know. Yeah. This thing is going to be a mess. This isn't our player a- championship. So, uh, and then it's around the green, he hasn't been quite as strong. So we'll see what happens with Shannon. I, I don't know. Shannon, I, know. I was not really I, on my radar this week. Yeah. And whatever. And I just need, like, if I want to bet some longer shot guys, like, that's as far as I'm willing to go. Yeah. Um, I and I was thinking, Larry in the bag and pull yeah. out the McElroy driver. <laughs> uh, so I don't know, man. And then I like Rose too. I don't know if I can get there on an outright with him because his price actually moved uh, from when I was looking last night. He's down to like fifty-five at some places and fifty. Yeah, I don't like. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that. I like. I like that at seventy. But yeah, I mean, I'll I'll put out the fucking card tonight. I'm probably gonna end up at fucking Rory McIlroy, and I'm not gonna be happy about it. And then when Listen, he loses, a- when yeah. if he loses when I bet on him, the the hell fury text that you're gonna receive. Are going to be no, not, I, I not, think it's actually not against you. I know. Well, I think it's a win win situation for you because if he loses in horrific fashion, you're just going to dance on his grave. And if he wins, he makes you money. So, you know that's what? Fair. You can't I lose know. in this situation. Like a winner. Actually, that's like a that's that's actually not a bad angle. My yeah, mental health, either way, is fine. Yeah, exactly. yeah, my mental health will actually uh, benefit either way. Okay. <laughs> there you go. All right. I think. All right. Why don't we transition to positional? So, uh, Pamela, you already said that you got a top ten on Rory. Do you have any other top tens on any guys? So, did you see that Scotty Scheffler's top twenty odds are minus three thirty? Like, how much was? I have never seen that <laughs> since I've been like betting PGA. That's just like absurd. <laughs> Makes no sense to me. Um, so, I think Tony Finau, his top twenty odds are really decent at minus one twenty. Um, I don't really like to bet favorite like that i'm gonna say favorite i don't like to pay juice on a positional like that however i think tony finau is 
that sounds like too easy for me. <laughs> At minus 120, yeah. I'm willing to lay the price over four days. Why not? Maybe we'll get lucky and hit him in a first round leader. You never know. So I think his one, his minus 120 for a top 20 makes total sense. Um, I also think that Jason Day, you're also getting minus 110 for a top 20. I'm not the type of person that's going to be like, oh, you're getting plus money on a top 10. I'm going to bet that instead. One, my, we pay minus 110 for every other wager. Why wouldn't I do that for a top 20 finish? Minus 120, I think that's very doable, especially with the type of season that I've had so far. Um, I've had a few outrights. I've had a first few first round leaders. So I'm able to pay a little bit extra on these on these on the juice and feel comfortable with it. Um, so Jason Day, top 20 for minus 110. Tony Fina, top 20 for minus 120. Both of those are really strong for me. Jordan Spieth, um, his top 20 is minus 150. I don't love that. So instead, I would be looking for a speed maybe like a head-to-head. Top 10 is plus 170. That's very enticing, but there's nothing that I hate more than a player that you took t- top 10 and he finishes T11. He's done for the day and he's T9. And then all of a sudden, somebody else creeps up and then like, oh, the well, there you go. All of a sudden, <laughs> he ends at a T11. So... Especially, like- especially laying juice. It, it's the worst. I was sweating. What did I lay? Like minus one fifty for JT, and he would like. I was, I was. It was just a miserable four days because it was a pretty hefty fucking bet. And I was like, oh, this is a lock. And then Thursday he comes out of the gate slow. I'm cussing him to death. And oh yeah, I, I'm done with the heavy juice top twenty favorite guys. I could my my stress level was not great that weekend. There is also <laughs> one other top twenty that I do like. Um, a couple and they're live live players related. So okay. if there's out of all the players that are coming back from the live to play in this event, Bricks Kepka, Shortzel, whoever it is, uh, all those guys. The only two that are really intriguing to me are Dustin Johnson and you're getting minus 115 for a top 20 finish. He holds the 72 hold record here at Augusta. He won the Masters in 2020 and I know that it is a live. I talked about how it's just like a different format, but he is still getting better. In the live, each place, each tournament that he's played, he's uh, finishing in a higher position. So he started at T35, he finished T3, uh, in 13th, and then last week he finished in 7th. So he's gaining strokes total in every tournament that he's playing and creeping up there. So maybe he's coming into this with a little bit of like, hey, I can do this. He just seems like that I don't give a fuck attitude. Yes, <laughs> so, that, is, that is DJ. And because of that, like... He could be enticing for like a sneaky outright at 22 to one. But before he left for the live, I mean, he was one, obviously it was Dustin Johnson. He was winning everything. He was one of the best off the tee. He was one of the best with his irons. He was one of the best around the green. That exact combination is everything that we're talking about to do well here at Augusta. So why wouldn't I be intrigued with DJ who's potentially coming into this with some really good form. And then the other lift player that I like, I don't care about Cam Smith. I don't care about Brooks Kepka, even though Kepka is coming off a win. But what I do like is Mito Pereira. His top 30 odds are plus 125. Stop right there. I love that. Yeah. His eight, his odds to win are 80 to one. I'm not really enticed in taking that, but I think top 30 at plus money is like mega value. He's a one player that I really do believe has a chance to like finish in the top 10, even though he's never okay. played here. If you remember Mito, he made my card pretty frequently before he left for live. He was yeah. one of, he was like top 10 in ball strikers on tour. And now he has gained, we don't have strokes gained data for the live uh, tour or for the Asian tour, but he has gained strokes in every single tournament that he has played total. And I'm talking about like gaining six plus seven plus 10 plus. So it seems like potentially, and I haven't really watched live, so I'm purely mm-hmm. going off of strokes <laughs> gain total. Yeah. But he seems to still be similar form to when he left. And that was one of the best ball strikers 
and take getting plus money for a top 30, not even a top 20, very enticing to me. Like it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, yeah, he didn't make my betting card, but I noticed that too. Like he's been really good. Uh, even before the Saudi, I think he finished like top five at the uh, Dunlop Phoenix over in Japan. Again, no, like you only look in the total strokes. So I watched him last week. He looks pretty good though. He's got length, really good iron play. Um, you know, this is his first masters, but I think that might be uh, pretty good there. So, all right, Capper, do you have any uh, positionals? Yeah, I'll run through mine real quick. Cause I know Pam's on a, a tight schedule. So I got Corey Connors top 20 plus 125. Uh, the guy just won, loves it here for whatever reason. And love that. And I'm sticking with scam champ top 20 plus 475. I don't care what form he's in. Uh, he was in the same fucking form last year and came in and, and <laughs> like top, top 20 for me for whatever reason. He does well here. That's the only reason he's here. Sanjay M. I was able to find plus money on at plus 110. Obviously, really good course history. He uh, fits it well. I'm not worried about him in bad weather. Um, and then last night, uh, we took uh, Gordon Sargent. Uh, 16 to one. The kid is all the rage now. Uh, he's, he's all the way down to like what five to one. We said, um, and yeah, I mean, he was out, he was out driving everybody today too. He was all over Twitter today. Um, and I'm with, uh, I'm with Pamela with uh day at minus one 20, uh, top 20 and DJ minus one. I got minus one ten, uh, top 20. Okay. All right. I'll zoom through mine too. I'll, I'll kind of breeze over the ones we kind of share. So, uh, so we share, uh, well, actually I went top 10 for Jason day for all the reasons you guys said, uh, I just, I, I feel like with his short game, you know, the fact that, you know, I think that's going to be important this week. Uh, he's just playing really well. I, I'll take him for a top 10 there. Uh, I also have the top 20 on Dustin Johnson. I got it a little bit at plus money, plus 110 at the beginning of the week. Uh, I also got Sung J M for a top 20 plus 125. Uh, so those are those two. And then a couple of things we didn't mention yet. So I already mentioned, you know, Kyle Morikawa, considering him outright, just the gut feeling I have that he's going to be relevant at this masters uh, top five plus what five fifty on him. That's a little bit kind of like a little bit of FOMO bet uh, at that point, you know, cause I have a very bad track record of saying, well, Kyle Morikawa can't win. And then he puts up like a top five finish or first round leader or whatever. So, you know what? I'm actually going to do that this week. Uh, Morikawa top five plus five fifty. Uh, I end up, you know, I want a little bit of a share of Scotty and Roy in my card. I found pretty reasonable top 10 prices of minus one twenty each on those at the beginning of the week. I just end up just doing that. Uh, Xander top 20 or, or top 10 plus two twenty five. back out that back up the outright uh, max home, a top 10 plus two fifty. Bad major track record. I think this is his time to shine. Uh, you know, guys were really good at Riviera, do very well here. Second place finish and a win there. Won at Torrey Pines as well. I just think his game is so complete for this place. Uh, it's time. And I'm hoping okay. he actually finally shows up because I really like him for the PGA and the U.S. Open. I just need something to see out you know, him this week before I actually bet him outright that week. Uh, and then Cam Young, top 10, plus 260. I think his length is just going to be a huge advantage. Overall, he's been kind of struggling around the green, but the last few tournaments, he's actually been pretty good and kind of improving in that area. So uh, I I just think, you know, with how long he hits it, that's going to be really important this week. His long irons have been really good this year. His irons overall have been really good. Uh, plus 260 on top 10 for Cam Young. Take that. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama, top 20, plus 140. Uh, Patrick Reed, top 20, plus 190. I'm kind of secret. This is kind of just secretly hoping he's kind of in the mix because I think everybody's going to lose their mind if that happens. Uh, and then <laughs> a couple top 30s. Uh, Siwoo Kim, your boy, plus 145. Yep. Uh, Kirk Kitayama, plus, or top 30, plus 175. Keith Mitchell, top 30, plus 175. Uh, Kitayama and Mitchell have length. Uh, they, you know, they hit their long irons pretty good this year. They're, you know, decent around the green so far this year as well. See, Kim's just been really good at this place. Uh, you know, he doesn't have a whole lot of length, but the iron play has been really good around the green has been pretty good. So I'll just take top thirties at, you know, pretty plus, you know, pretty and plus money on those. Who didn't you guys bet? <laughs> well, <that's the> thing. <laughs> 
You know what? I've had a good year too. Just that in everybody. <laughs> I've had a good year too. I said this is Hold my on. Disney World FOMO, card. FOMO, 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 FOMO. <laughs> I am going to go on Space Mountain fifty times in this Masters, and I don't care what anybody says. This is my card. Right, so and that's so, so here's the do. thing: we're talking about betting, and we're talking about odds, and we're talking about whatever, whatever. Like, who, like, would you want as a fan to yeah. see win the Masters? Because I uh, think that's entirely Rom. separate than who do you want to win based off of value. Rom. Honestly, I want to watch. I like seeing the world burn. Patrick Reed gets another green jacket. Oh, I think that would be, that would be awesome, I think. <laughs> so epic. Nobody would have seen it. And we'd all be, and then we'd all hate ourselves for like, why didn't we think of that? Everybody oh would be God. so mad, and I would just love it. I would love it from the mad. sidelines of not being on Twitter, just knowing that everything is burning on that <laughs> on that social media site. It would be an if it already now, isn't already. Absolutely. So now FOMO, we're all going to add Patrick Reed. No, I won't bet Reed. No, I will not bet Reed. Uh, as, much the, as, um, Rory, as much as I love Rory, and I would love to see him complete the, the Grand Slam, I'm going for Jason Day. I have been such a okay. fan of his okay. all of 2023, and it's just like he's so close. And yeah. to see him, like, he used to be stellar back in the day, kind of lost it for a couple of years, back to full form, Kind of like Chris Kirk. You saw his comeback, and I want to see that win for Jason Day. Yeah, that would be great. That would be a great storyline. I don't. No, nobody would be mad if Jason Day won. The, just people would be mad that they didn't get the 60 to 1s that you probably grabbed, and nobody's betting them at 25. Yeah. Nobody's betting so, them. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it'd be like the Lifetime Achievement Award <laughs> of the Oscars. You know, give it to Jason Day at this point. You know, you, you earned yeah, it. There you go. Uh, Pamela, there do you go. have any other props or first-round leaders that uh, you like for the Masters? Well, all six guys always take him as a first round leader. I have yep. said this multiple times when I yep. post like, oh, another first round leader. They're like, but you didn't say that. I've been saying it every single week since the history of betting the PGA. If you are betting these guys, if you are betting any player to win outright, take them as a first round leader because there's a chance that one of them hits for the first round and then they completely sync it up for the next three days. And we've kind of seen that with Rory. Yep. <laughs> he tends to do really well on day one. And then he just doesn't close out. We've seen it time and time. Um, so yeah, all six guys I like for the first round leader. Um, Love it. I, I hooked you up with that that that's, crack cocaine. That has become my favorite wager. And I look at this leaderboard and I'm like, oh, I, we've got to sweat. And then I'm like, oh, we still have another wave of players to go. That's right. That's right. There you go. Capper Jimmy. First, other, first uh, one was props. free, Pamela. So I just go through my matchups. I'll, I'll run through. I'll run through my uh, my first round leaders uh, on that video after. But Spieth has won it. Has been first round leader three times here, three times, uh, and, you, and you can get him at twenty five to one. Um, I might football bet that one, um, and then um, so my matchups super easy. Um, I'm taking Rose over Reed because fuck Patrick Reed and I like Rose. I'm taking Schwartzel. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm taking uh, Chucky three stick. Oh no, uh, Schwartzel over Phil. Phil is cooked. Schwartzel plays well here for whatever reason, but Phil is absolutely cooked. I'm taking Connors. Uh, over over my boy Hatton. Connor's track record here, just coming off a win versus Hatton, who fucking hates this course uh, all day long. I'm taking my boy Siwoo over Adam Scott, who uh, his beige outfit uh, is is equating to his beige play right now. He is he is not he is not doing anything. And uh, sorry, Nagels, I don't care. Adam Scott is not doing anything this week. Uh, take Siwoo over Scott. I endorse uh, that Hatton one because I actually spoke yeah. to him at the Valero. And yeah. I asked him about um, what he expects for himself out of the Masters. Oh, his response, he's like, uh, 
I'm terrible there. I don't know. <laughs> yep, exactly. Exactly. So yes. Dave Hatton, yes. 100%. Yes. Yep, absolutely. But even better. Yep. There you go. All Definitely. right, so I, I have two quick tournament props. Uh, so the hole-in-one prop, the books have kind of smarned oh, up a little bit. Death. It is. And you know what they've been doing the last couple of years? They haven't been doing the Sunday pin on Sunday anymore. They've been kind of moving around. So you know what? Just hole-in-one on 16 anytime, minus 120. Let's just oh, yeah. go with that at that point. That's, that's better. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. So let's just yeah. do that. And then the let's uh, minus one twenty. Just on, just on sixteen anytime. Like only sixteen. Okay. Only sixteen. Yeah, yeah I, I think the last time there was a whole one. I think on four in twenty eleven. Otherwise, I think it's happened like seven of the last eight years on sixteen. Yep. So let's just root for that. And uh, you know, when yeah. they cut away to some random schmuck on sixteen, maybe you got a little bit of a chance. And then the didn't, didn't cut. Didn't Connors hit one there last year at 16, right? No, that Connors was that home. was sink at 16. Connors hit one, I think, at, at, at four or six a couple of okay. years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So, mm-hmm. and, then, and then the cut line. So I've seen 147 and a half. That's plus three and a half. I'm looking at this Thursday forecast. So, and I talk a lot about the forecast on Sunday and weather conditions, how it affects Augusta. I'm seeing a lot of favorable conditions for some scoring on Thursday. You know, light winds out of the south. Uh, warm temperatures, humidity. That's gotten some rain before the tournament. I understand they have sub air, but they need rain, mm-hmm. sun, and wind to kind of dry that place out. I don't think it's going to dry out in time. So I think scores are be really good on Thursday. Maybe even par, maybe a little over par, maybe even a little under par if they give them some mm-hmm. easy uh, pin positions. So in order for it to hit plus four or worse, you need to like biblical weather conditions on Friday. I'm just not seeing it. I think the wind is out of the wrong direction. It's not going to be too cold. It's going to be like mid sixties. You know, it really depends on how much they play on, on Friday, but regardless though, I don't think it's going to get the plus four. So I like under 147 and a half for the cut line. You get that plus money to a plus 135. Nice. So like that's uh, I, I love that bet. You know, go do that too. Yeah. Mush was texting me earlier. If I had access to it, because Cameron put it on Twitter and I was like, nobody, I don't, you know, I live in Florida. <laughs> there you go. So, all right. Well, Pamela, thank you for joining us on the show. We appreciate it. Do you have uh what do, what do you got to plug before you get out of here? Uh everything on Yahoo Sportsbook. Check me out on Twitter, Pamela M35. If you like bodybuilding and watching women lift heavy AF, my Instagram <laughs> is football fit35. Okay. Cool. All right. All right. Easy <laughs> enough. Yep. Capper, you Easy got anything enough. else before we get out of here? No, that's it, man. It's fucking Masters Week. Uh, I think we're going to try to do a cut sweat show, but that's going to be weather dependent. Uh, so it could be Friday afternoon or Saturday. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, we're doing the mothership tonight. So I'll be with uh, Sean and Ryan. Uh, we're doing that 930 at 9. Uh, Go Rory or Jason. All ah, right. God damn it. You're going to bully me into betting somebody I hate. Just um, do it. <laughs> you bet everything else. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, that's true. Um, yeah, yeah, fuck it. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll go with Rory. I'll release my card tonight. I'll finish it up after this. I, I was just waiting. And Steve knows. I texted him. I just, I, I think last week after I was like, I just had this awful feeling that fucking Rory's going to win. And that's one of those things where it's like, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Anyway, you can find Steve uh, in our Discord channel. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Boston underscore Capper. Uh, other than that, it's Masters Week, baby. Let's break them fucking books.